Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLMS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Celtics going to the Eastern Conference Finals against number one seeded, the Miami Heat. And we have revenge on the minds from the bubble, baby, from the bubble. So let's talk about how we got through this series, because honestly, it felt like the fix was in from the beginning, John. And even at the beginning of game seven, when they were absolutely not going to call a charge on Giannis right out of the gate, I thought the Celtics did a great job of kind of testing those waters, but there was going to be no early foul trouble for uh, the league's super baby, the new superstar. So the moment he got like a fifth foul or he was in foul trouble, it felt like he could do more harm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he could earn more fouls when when he was in foul trouble. It was I, I don't yep. understand. He, he look, he's a great player. Like I, I'm not. And I'm you're not talking gonna, game six when you say that with the I'm, five fouls, right? I'm, you know, yeah, talking game I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm talking everything like he he <laughs> he could do whatever he wanted whenever he yeah. wanted. The rules did not apply to him. Um. It, it was, you know, there's the the ringer and, and these, these kind of, you know, supposedly neutral uh, sources that are trying to talk about how, well, you know, I just don't even know what a foul is. And like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What it is saying you don't know what a foul is doesn't mean it's not a foul. Right. <laughs> well, and who's creating the contact? Like, I, like they're trying to like, have the conversation to say, well, there's inconsistency in how they're operating or they're, you know, like that, you know, it's, it's not good, but instead of just saying you're letting one guy blow through the entire team or, you know, throw elbows left and right, and then call it on the other side, like call it for what it is. Like, right. I realize people like get criticized and say, Oh, well, how can you criticize them? You're not a serious journalist or whatever. I think a serious journalist should say, Hey, you know what? Like this yeah, is both fixes in. <laughs> yeah. As, Absolutely. as the, as the, as the title of our last show was the Milwaukee screw job. That was exactly what happened. <laughs> We got screwed we on did. multiple occasions in this throughout series. The series. Yeah. And I, so I don't miss not I'm one not game, gonna... not one game though, throughout the series, throughout every game. Every I actually don't game. even think this series is close. If you call that accurately, but not because, because Giannis yeah. would have made the adjustment. The that fact is, is, is he knew he could get away with it, but right. look what happened in the, in towards the later parts of game seven, when, all of a sudden they weren't putting him on the line every time he went into some crazy move to get to the paint. All of a sudden he's missing shots. Remember that whole highlights, like Mm -hmm. right as the team, right as the game started to get away from them, like officially they did all these highlights about him at the rim. There was like four different plays in a row, a spin move, this and that. Never mind how many times he got away with traveling. Like we focused all on the content. One, two, three, four. 
there was like a hop, skip and a jump. He was playing hopscotch out there a couple of times. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, hopscotch wins. Throw the stone into the paint. It's just like, come on. <laughs> just so ridiculous. Um, so it is what it is, man. It, it but it it's just just fix it. League just fix, fix it. it. Like fix this. Like honestly, because we would have blown them out had they not put them on the yeah. line and bailed them out every time. Right. Or 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 got him into foul trouble. He would have. It would have dismantled this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit a couple of threes, but he, listen, he couldn't hold Grant Williams' jock from beyond the arc. Let's be real. Grant Williams. I, I mean, it's just it's look at that box score from from game seven. I don't that that makes that makes the Kelly Olynyk game look like nothing. But, you know, it's child's yeah. play in comparison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do. Kelly Olynyk. I mean, it's 27 points for 27 points. But the idea that Grant Williams is the guy who's out there getting like serious buckets like that, leading the team in scoring like it, it, it's. It's unbelievable. It, there's really nothing like that, and 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 to, to end to this point, let's remember how the game started. The game was exactly like his career. Couldn't make a goddamn shot to save his the life. First one, he hit the first one. It's the first one, but then he, he goes a, ice cold. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're and like, the Bucks oh were no, like, we'll never fine. win this game because right. Yep. 100%. And the blue check marks were all over Twitter, even going up till halftime. They got to stop shooting. Don't they know this is Jason Tatum's game? Jason Tatum needs to take every shot. Like, blue check marks. Hey, guys, you don't know what the hell you're watching. Like, the idea that somehow you're going to be, oh, sure. Like, they're, they've squeezed their bigs to the blocks. Like, they're basically doing, they're running a zone. <laughs> the zone is in the paint. Yeah. Like, they were going to give up that shot, and they had to make that shot. And Grant Williams, thank God, he didn't go to summer league last summer, and instead stayed home, got lost skinny, a bunch of weight, yeah. and started hitting a hell of a lot of three pointers. That's yeah. that's yep. the story right there. It they're is. going to the third. They're going to the conference finals because Grant Williams didn't go to to Vegas. Yep. Well, not exactly, well, but you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you know, even even if you look at um, Peyton Pritchard. You know, even oh, yeah. when, because they started to kind of like tighten it up a little bit, like they had to adjust. They needed one more player mm-hmm. on that roster to be able to knock down that open three. And we also you and I haven't talked about this. I think <laughs> the uh, TNT and ESPN announcers covered it plenty. But Derek White in this series earned his spot. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Thank like, you. Yeah, he really he really got his his uh, his feet under him. We we'd been watching him all season. He got some criticism. He wasn't hitting threes, but there were some moments where, and this goes back to the whole perimeter play, right? We needed Grant, Grant Williams and the Bucks. That's their it's the way they play. Are going to dare you to shoot it from outside? So Grant Williams had to win it from outside, and then you know just in the process of giving Peyton Pritchard a whole bunch of love, but. When they actually started to get any kind of like action inside, it was when they were in small lineups and Derek White was getting it all kicked off by trying to penetrate in there. And then you started seeing other guys being like, right, we can attack and get in the paint. That doesn't mean we have to um, 
finish in the paint. Just right. means we have to get in there to start spacing right. it out and creating it. And I thought Derek White showed the rest of the team, including like Jason Tatum, how yeah. to because look at the way Jason started to probe in the paint after Derek White did it. Yep. Once Derek White did it, all of a sudden Jason started doing it a lot. And and I thought that was a really important development. I think that was in might have been late in game five. Was game five Derek White's better game? Uh yeah he yeah he shot really well it was five five. right yeah he shot really well like in the paint coming out and attacking and yeah so it was it was game five it played out a little bit again in games uh game six but I just thought the lessons learned overall were you know kind of huge with that guy and so yeah and and so that's another one like like there's litmus tests throughout this this series I feel like of situations where actually it was game four. I, I looked it up. Um, he was, he had 11 points, four boards, three, three assists, one block, a plus 18. Uh, he, he was the second highest plus minus guy on the team behind Al Horford. Um, that, that, that was when they came back and, and kind of seemingly had them kind of beat. Yeah. Um, didn't work out so well uh, in game five. But look, I, I think what a weird on the road series too. Oh, all God. the wins, all the wins on the road. Yeah. A bunch of those comeback fourth quarter meltdowns. Each team had one like it just a really bizarre, uh, you know, kind of turn the way that all that played out. Oh, you would not have expected that many road games to have been won in a series against with two teams like this. But, you know, it shows. It, I think it shows how mentally tough both teams are. You know, um, you know, Milwaukee did give up in game five. They stayed in it. You know, they had reason to, to really shut down and they didn't. Yep. Uh, game four, frankly, the Celtics kind of did the opposite. The Celtics took the last yeah. four minutes and just peddled the metal. And, um, you know, and then game six, when the Celtics could have said, oh, well, you know, woe is me they don't and and you know and they and it really you look at really game six and game seven I, the celtics trusted themselves you know to play well they trusted who they were and what they were they'd get down early but in it never felt like they were out of reach of the game like they'd go down 10 in those first quarters sometimes i think in game six and in game seven they were Hell down yeah. You know, maybe six, seven, eight points. They'd be down, and they were and- doing some things that they've traditionally done, like yep. <clears throat> like give up the lead at the beginning of the game, right. blow a lead right. in the third quarter after getting up twenty. All of a sudden, the Bucks are within four. Fall in like, love with the three, fall, yeah. Fall in love with the three and stop yep. moving the ball, not moving yep. the ball at all. Early threes, right. like the whole thing that they do. And you're yeah. it's so many, and you know what, honestly. I didn't even really enjoy the last two games. <laughs> what I mean by I didn't enjoy them, I mean, I, I did obviously love the outcome, but watching the game, you know, through the whole time, most of the time I'm sitting there going, they're going to screw this up. The leagues, the fix is in. They're going to give this to Milwaukee. Like, I just was unhappy watching the game. You know, <laughs> like I was using profanity and yelling at my oh, TV. Well, yeah. Of course. And yeah, yeah but like but not in the I really didn't enjoy this series. I mean, I, I'm not I did. I enjoyed it. 
I'm glad it came, I'm glad it came out the way that it did. But I just mean like it was an enjoyable viewing experience. Yeah, it wasn't really like I was I kind of, you know, like we said on the last show, like it's not the watching that physicality just being allowed. Right. Mm. Just put me in a mood. Takes It takes the fun out of it. I know what you're saying. It did for me. And and so I I don't don't know. I don't necessarily. I mean, I don't I wouldn't say I agree that it wasn't fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess maybe, no, I, maybe, it, I, I, maybe that's not what you're saying. But like, I, it was difficult to watch because it didn't feel as though the game was played on the level in one part. Right. The second part is it was a slog. Like, you know, with the the net by comparison of the net series, which was just adulation for four games because the Celtics were kicking the teeth out of. They hated Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving specifically. Um, so by comparison, you also had that going on. And then also the physical, the physical nature of it, not that part of it, but the up and down of it. Like I win this one, then then you like rip my heart out the next game. Like it was really it was peaks and valleys. Like yeah. it was really and and I don't daunting. think it we, was daunting. It we was haven't had a stressful. series like that. I I think maybe like the Washington wizard series of 17, when, but that when, was fun. As frustrating ah, as that was, there were elements of it that I don't know. Maybe I was in a different frame of mind. Maybe I don't, I don't think you're wrong though. Like I know I, I kind I think I kind of know what you're saying. Like I kind of feel it. It, it, it feels like an achievement. Yeah. Let me put it this way. To me, it feels like an achievement at this point, like getting through that team and going through that hard run, like it feels like the Celtics earned something. It well, it felt like I was glad the Celtics beat the Nets. It I knew that they were not who we thought they were. You know what I mean? At the start of the you year, you did. Yeah, you were love. You you we went into that series. Yeah, and and you were like, you didn't say sweep, but you were thinking sweep. Yeah, it, it, like you were not big on that team. I was I was like, I don't think my heart can take a loss to Kyrie Irving. You know, <laughs> that's how that I, theory. Did you? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. My, my heart is, is full. been rejoicing. It's full. <laughs> yeah. There's so, yeah, that was, hold on a second. Let me just take that in. Ah, <sighs> we just skipped. We just skipped on by that series. Cause it happened so fast. I know and we didn't get to enjoy it. And uh, I so so we gonna, will. We're gonna always remember that one, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna stay with so, us. And and the way Kyrie just talked out of both sides of his mouth, coming out of that and everything. And so I, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, how weird it is that Giannis is essentially this bully on the basketball yeah, court, yeah. where the teachers and the principal never suspend him because he's the star football player. And he just keeps beating the crap out of these kids and taking their lunch money. And nobody like sticks, you know, nobody. Well, we punched the bully in the mouth. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, Grant. but he's got dad jokes and he smiles. So you should like him. Right. But see, that's weird. So then he loses. And he's like this, like weird, good sport about it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, I love those guys. And, and it's it, it's incongruent. His play on the court is incongruent with his demeanor off the court, which is probably part of the reason that, you know, they let him get away with what they let him get away with. It's like, Oh, you know, cause he is a nice guy off the court. So 
Then, and I um, think he is. Like, I think he's a solid dude. Like, I would love yeah, 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 totally. him to be here. Like, I would yep. love. But but the league, the league's got to get a handle on that, right? Like, the league has got to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe like, letting our one guy, like, just do whatever he wants to steamroll. And, and then and then not have the same turnabout fair play. Like, if you're going to give, if you're going to let him do that, then you should better let Jason Tatum try to step around. See, Grayson and, that's Allen. A, and that's the thing. That's <laughs> you know the, what I mean? Oh, like, dude. you got it. We you could hear about fair play. I, I was thinking about this during game seven when I was disgruntled and the game had not, you know, moved so favorably towards the Celtics. I was thinking to myself, I was like, what if the league, like, no, what if not? What if the league, what if one of us fans, went and took every single one of those plays where Giannis throws a shoulder and a player either goes down or doesn't go down. And just, and we just listed the, the outcome of that, right? Like, Oh, it threw a shoulder and player doesn't, you know, no call, no call, no call, no call. Do our own two minute report. Yeah. Do our own two minute report, but for the entire series, (laughs) <laughs> and just and just compile it and be like, like, seriously, what the F? Yeah, because I think if you actually did compile, you know, all of all of those clips, mm-hmm. it would be egregious. It yeah. would, you'd sit there and look at it and go, what the hell? So having said, you know, what we said about this series and how frustrating that is and how incongruent he is. I want to tie this over to Miami because Miami is going to play filthy defense. They're going to be physical. It might be a little bit different. They're a little more rangy with their defense, and it's a little bit more on the perimeter, you know, with Bam kind of shoring things up in the middle, but it's more switchy. switchy, switchy. Yeah, so it is going to be a different experience for us watching that series, but there's there's bad blood just as much, if not more bad blood, than there was with Milwaukee. And yet I feel like because of that style of play thing, that I'm going to end up enjoying this game, I mean, this series, a heck of a lot more. I just think I am. I don't think I'm going to be as stressed out. I don't think the Celtics are going to lose. I'm going Celtics in seven on this one, too. But but I do, I think even if they lose, I'll still enjoy the experience better. I don't... Um... I know. I think I know what you're saying. I, think, I just I, think the basketball will be a little more fun to watch in general, but there's a lot of reasons for why I say that. I think so. I mean, I, th- I just think I think style of place that plays a lot into it, right? Yep, it and, does. And M- Milwaukee had really they had like one move. And it was a pretty friggin' effective move, which was give the ball to the best player in the league and let him go through everybody. Right. And it worked pretty good. You know, it really did. And they just did. He didn't have enough help to offset that. That's not going to happen in this series. I mean, Bam will do whatever. He'll do some of that. We saw him, you know, in the in the in the bubble playoffs. But it's going to be Jimmy Butler. It's going to be Hero. It's going to be Max Struess. It's you know PJ Tucker. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of guys. It's going to be a lot more. It's going to be more like what the Celtics do than what Milwaukee was doing. Right. But Jason Tatum, we could get beat at our own game. Absolutely, the best. He, they, arguably, Jalen Brown could be. Jalen Brown could be the second best. It's possible. He, he really, 
he, he's a little streaky, but he does a great job coming off of losses and making, you know, making Jaylen. a statement. Yeah. And making a statement in the he, next game. He, he's good at making the energy shift. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of funny that that's like his thing, but like, let's be honest. There are times when you somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do he's it. He's kind of that guy. Yeah, he really is. It's kind of like he sees it and he's like, okay, I got to I think that's kind of why he and Smart kind of get along so well, because mm-hmm. I get the feeling that just like they have a feeling and they just like, okay. The difference is that Smart's manifests itself, I think, in playmaking, honestly. Like, I think yeah. he does. It is like, now. I it is now. It that. wasn't in the past, but it is now. But Jalen's is, okay, I got to get a bucket. Like, that's his thing. I'm going to put my head down. If I go to the rim. And, and honestly, that was one thing that I thought the Celtics probably didn't do enough of is kind of turn on Jalen Brown to go get go go to the rim and make somebody look stupid because I think they needed. I don't think they like the matchup. I think they just, you know, with with <sighs> Lopez in the paint, I just uh, and he did. He did run into some trouble trying to get in there and finish with Lopez. Yeah. And and if you're in a series where you know that you're not getting the contact fouls because they're letting you play physical, you know, I just I think strategically that they probably shied away from that. Was that game general. four? Was it game? F- no, it was game. What part? I mean, <laughs> game three. No, it was game three where he gets fouled, going to the rim, no call, goes back the other way. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was game three. I Look, all I'm saying, I, I think I think that the Celtics are in a if, if we're going to go go all the way into the Miami thing right now, like let, just just to set the stage before we kind of go big, big, you know, kind of detailed on this, like Miami, there's a lot of there's a lot. There's, there's bad blood there. Oh, there's yeah. Bad, there's bad blood from the fans. There's bad blood from the players. I think I think there's. I think the Celtics feel as though they had a chance in 20 and they didn't rise to the challenge. And I think they're, I think Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus smart are going to carry that with them into this. I think, I really think they're going to be motivated. Yeah. There's going to be a special level of motivation in this. Series they did that. have a chance though. They did. They, sure have did. A chance. they, they, they screwed themselves. The moment, that OG Ananobi hit that three in game three against uh, Toronto. Yeah. That everything started them, slipping. Everything started to fall down from that point, and they never could get it back in that Miami series. God, and, they, were and they had a chance to win a they got to they, that point. Too. They had a chance to win a championship that year. They really yeah, did. They did. And they, they did. blew it. You're right. He hit that corner th- three and it was over. And they won, of course, they beat they, you know, they beat Toronto in seven, but they should have beat him in four or five, and then they're healthy and rested, and then they're playing Miami. But the thing about Miami, and this is what's going to go into what's going to happen in this series, is that Miami makes you think, and they make you have, you know, mentally, you got to think about what they're giving you and how you're going to beat it. They're going to give you a different look defensively every single time. And in two years ago, you know, Tatum wasn't at the place where he could break that. Yeah, Milwaukee's Jason Tatum well twenty twenty two can yeah. can go can find that and pick it apart. That's yeah. going to be the difference between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two. Yeah, but the issue so Milwaukee is really well coached. It's but, similar, but it's very similar. But their players are a little like one dimensional in terms of flexibility, right? And all I'm getting at is Miami's got 
a lot more looks to work with because mm-hmm. they've got a lot more diversity in their roster. Somewhat, but look at a guy like Max Struess. Look at a guy like Duncan yeah, Robinson. Yeah. Look at Tyler yeah. Hero. Yeah, I got you. They're Dave the Connaughtons. They're like, the, yeah. like they're they're more one dimensional than I think people think they are because I think their their scheme is good and they play really well within it. I think they're better. You're right. They're better. They're better core together because you've got a Jimmy Butler and you've got a Bam Adebayo and you, I th- honestly, you've got options. But I, think, I don't think I I think. But just as it's simple as same Bam sort versus of Brooke Lopez. Yeah. But Bam versus Brooke Lopez is yeah. But there's major... no Giannis. Yeah, I get it. There's no Giannis. Like, but that's but that's a major difference in just how the whole thing looks schematically. Uh, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. What, because, what I'm yeah. I'm saying they're similar. But what I'm saying to you is who's similar? You're saying Miami Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. And my, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying they're similar in that. It's not like you're playing Brooklyn where it's pick and roll and then they're going to try to send somebody, but it's going to be really ham fisted and it's going to be easy. Like you're going to have to think to beat what Miami's going to try to do to you. Right, right. And they couldn't think their way around it in 2020 because they just weren't ready. 2022, I think this is okay. Maybe this is disrespectful, but if this series was done in five, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I think the Celtics are that much better. I would. The NBA doesn't. Yeah, but the NBA doesn't want that. So. They don't want it. But if Boston wins in six, which is my pick, then that's where I'm at. Because I think they are going to lose a couple because, like, game one is going to be tough for them. You know, Smart's oh, still yeah. hurting. They have a couple days less of rest. Yeah. You know, what's up with Rob? Five days know. off in the middle of the Miami Milwaukee series. And then we got a one day off after right. a brutal game seven, and we got to roll right into it. Like, I don't even understand. What's the thinking in that? Do you like, seriously, I don't understand. I, you know, I know that they because the other to, like, series wasn't over. I mean, the Mavs had to take the Suns to game seven yeah. after the Celtics finished their game. So there's really no, there was no lining up of it that, would have caused that it doesn't well, make that, any sense well it's that thing where they have to try to get all of the teams all the games in prime time so if they're you know you've got and especially in the first round like you've got like force you've got eight series going on like i think you know you can only have what two two or three a night basically and so eventually you can't get you know, it's a yeah, little off, yeah. but, but still that that's not a great explanation at this time, you know, and maybe because it's so late in the series, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, I, 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 it's not great for Al Horford. Al Horford is, you know, he definitely looked like he was a little bit gassed after some long, <laughs> but Dude, he's not going to have to work as hard Giannis. in the series. No, it's not. He's, he's got a, Hopefully they can lighten up his load here in the first couple games and try to get his wind back. Um, which I'm not saying he was bad, but he just wasn't quite as impactful as he was uh, earlier in the Milwaukee series. You know, I mean, look, he took a beating. The whole team did. Right. Right. Um, All right. I, I'm going to do the ad read. Go for it. Here's the ad read. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year basketball playoffs, major league baseball scores, fights, 
which might be actually part of the basketball playoffs and even next season's NLF futures. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code, you know it by now, CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. There you go, John. Woo! CLNS 50. CLNS 50. I I think the Celtics, like going back to Miami, like just to, to set the stage for this thing, like this Miami Heat, I mean Miami Heat thing goes back a bit, right? So we got the 2020 bubble where the Celtics really should have beaten them. They should have beaten them. They were the better team. Jimmy Butler played out of his ass, and it was crazy. Um, but the Celtics were hurt. They didn't have Hayward. Kemba, we now find out, was basically playing on one knee. It was, it was, it was not great. Mentally, the, the, the young guys weren't ready to be there. Rewind. How about 2012? Celtics, wow. Celtics had that series win game five. In Miami, right? Let's remember this. LeBron in 2010 is, is kicked out of Cleveland, basically, by the Boston Celtics. Ended. Mentally broken. Okay? Yeah. Takes his talents to South Beach. 2011. Years. We're talking 10 years ago. 20, yeah. Right. This is, this is, we're sending it all the way back. <laughs> we're going all the way back to a decade ago. I mean, you could argue even more than that. You can, we can, we can talk. I guess it's, it's eleven years, right? If we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about what's going on back in in that playoff. But, but you know, we, you talk about how that. You're talking like, about Rondo's arm bend back here. I'm talking about Rondo's arm bend back here. I'm talking about when Dwayne Ayane, um, that punk. Uh, and yeah, I'm saying he's a yeah. punk because that was some really that was some seriously... punk ass. Yes, it was. That was some dirty shit going on. It there. was. It was awful. I mean, I, I I don't I don't think I can even appreciate. Uh, Twitter was really in its in its nascent stages at that point. Yeah, we had just gotten started. Yeah, right, right. But like we were like, you know, but the Celtics were. We're doing their they're playing their ass off through games one and two. They lose two two games on the road. Game two, they are uh I think it was game two, they they're coming back, and then Rondo gets his arm bent backwards, right? People go freaking out. I was losing my mind. Dwayne Wayne Wayne is is just being a, a complete punk. Sucks lose four one. So they yeah. get healthy. Sort of. You still got old Ray Allen, old Kevin Garnett, old Paul Pierce, but Rajon Rondo is basically one of the best players. I mean, he really, yeah, doing great. Win game five in that 2012 season. They got Brandon Bass. Okay, things are happening. He was fun. LeBron loses, just just goes nuclear in game six. Yeah. I won't talk about the officials because there's a whole bunch of reasons Sulk should have been should have that should have ended it in game five, but okay. They go to Miami, Miami wins. So again, 
hate, discontent, two seasons, 11 and 12, the Heatles. They fast forward to 2020. Now we're 0-3 in the last three. Suggs got to get one here. Suggs are the better yeah. team. They're due. It's time. Yep, they're due. It's time. Time to give them their due. Absolutely. All right, so who gives them the biggest fits? And as you look ahead to this series, who's going to give the Celtics the biggest the biggest problems? It's got to be. It's got. I, I part of me wants to say Rob. Uh, you know, Rob's matchup with with Bam because if, yeah, that's if, where I'm at. If Rob's yep. healthy, he can keep Bam in check. But I'm so. Why don't you explain that, and then I'll tell you who I think it is. Why do you think it's raw? Why do you think it's Bam? I just think he's strong and as athletic, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that just creates a major problem for them. You know, Rob Bam can keep up with Rob athletically, you know, and I think he also. I think, you know, it was tough for Horford to take on Giannis, but Giannis was mostly just like kind of doing his back to the basket aggressor thing. And I think Bam's got the athleticism to keep Horford running around. And I think he's got the strength to really impact Rob Williams. I just don't, you know, and, and Tice isn't the answer, obviously not against Bam. So I just feel like that saw that nightmare once. already. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just don't think the, I just don't, I think that matchup is so way more unfavorable than we even realize. Hmm. He, I mean, he was, uh, the, the one thing I'd say about Bam is, and, and this is just kind of going off of what we've seen since in that series and since, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of times when he's kind of gone up to that level where he was in that 2020 playoff. Like, honestly, I kind of thought that was his ascension to a, another plane yeah, player. Yeah, yep. And he, and he really stayed there. Didn't kind of keep going. Yeah. And I don't know if it's injuries or what that's been, but he really hasn't become kind of that super, that kind of supernova player that, you know, a guy who would be on. Yeah, they can't take over a series as well. Not you're at all. Saying. I don't think so. Yeah. I think, I think he can be a real big problem for the Celtics. And I think he can be like the guy who really makes things go for Miami. But in terms of, yeah, I, I, but I mean, I like the Butler Brown matchup just because they too. worked out together. Mm-hmm. You know, they almost, you know, Brown almost got traded for Butler. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about how their games were similar. There's, there's so much to like about how those two, you know, play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where Tatum, you kind of get the edge on offense in that, you know, then, then you're like, okay, if you can compare those two guys, even if Butler's, a little better than Brown, you know, Tatum just kind of stratospheres them mm-hmm. offensively, but, um, but yeah, I, but I, I, I like that one. And I, you could say that Jimmy gives them the most trouble, but I think they're going to scheme against Jimmy. Yeah. I think Miami's got to beat them with the Duncan Robinsons and the, the same ones that beat them. Tyler hero, the same Tyler. ones that beat them in that series in, in, in the bubble. And, and here's the guy. Yeah, Hero's the guy for me. And the reason why is not because of anything that's rational. It's completely irrational. Oh, yeah. Because he has. Because he has. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I went to the game um, when when the Celtics of Miami came to Boston at the end of March. And and I went up, I went to that that game. And 
you know, it's just they play differently when he's on the floor with them. Um, you know, they bring them off the bench, but he's clearly one of their one of their two or three be- most important players um, because he can score from anywhere. And he, for whatever reason, when he plays Boston, he is lighting it up. I mean, he just he you know you can put anybody on him. You want to put Smart on him. You want to put Tatum on him. You want to put Brown on him. Like he just has a confidence when he plays Boston right now. He's comfortable. He's too comfortable, um, and and they need to figure something out to keep him quiet. They keep him quiet. I think they win the series pretty easily. Um, and that and that's not to say he's going to score. He's a he's a reliable thirty point scorer. Anything but. I, I would say he's not that type of player. But he is reliably a thorn if he gets in the, the side. If he gets the big plays. It, it might, right. It may not yeah, be 30 points. If he gets points, the big plays, it, it might, be just 15, might be the play. Right. It may be 15 in, in, in a, in a five-minute stretch. Yeah. It might be, you know, he, he gets off at the right times for Miami. And when they play with such an edge and such focus, it that 15 points in that five-minute stretch might be all they need to carry him over the, over the line. Yeah. And that's what that's what worries me about the about the Tyler Hero because he's only just a moment from going off. It's very much, you know, kind of Vinny Microwave Johnson era stuff. Like he can just start like boom, making everything. Um, so the Celtics need to find a way. You can throw a lot of guys at him, and maybe that's one way to go. Whether you throw a, a Derek White in that mix, you want to throw, um, you know, Peyton Pritchard. I don't know. I mean, just guys, different looks, guys who will make him work. And I think more importantly, they're going to make him work on the defensive end. I really feel like the Celtics have not done a good enough job of making him. So, look do they put on Smart on him? Is that the guy that we need to kind of like, you know, well, mix this up? It's tough because he's, you know, he doesn't start, right? So you're, right. he's probably yeah, coming yeah. in. He's with, catching you when you have the Peyton Pritchards out there yeah. or the Derek Whites. So he gets going, you know. Now, Smart is usually in longer, right? He's yeah. usually, Pritchard is usually taking Smart's place at the end of the first, beginning of the second. Like, so, so it could be that that's, you're right. It could be, you know, you start Smart on him. And then you kind of go with Derek White on him. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. And, and and I'm not really sure what's going on with Duncan Robinson either. He wasn't playing really for much of the first series. He got dusted off a little bit against Philly. Um, but we know what he can do, and we know he can shoot it. But we also know the Celtics are going to make them pay if they played Duncan Robinson a lot. They've gone to it. They had gone to it earlier in, in Brown and Tatum's careers, and it hadn't worked quite as effective as it does this year. This year, it feels like they've got more tools, more strength, more chutzpah to, chutzpah. Uh, to throw at uh, old Dunk Rob. So, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I think that's a problem for them. What do you think? Um, what do you think that we will be most frustrated by from the Celtics? Like what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're still going to get because Bam is patrolling the middle. They're still going to get stuck out on the perimeter and it's going to be ball movement. There's and because of the switchability, there's more legitimate congestion on the perimeter as they're trying to move that ball. Not, not, grabbing and clutching and flinging around like we saw, especially earlier in the Milwaukee series. Mm. 
like the defenders on Milwaukee are legitimately capable of doing all of those things in mm-hmm. in a legal manner. And so I think I think that's going to cause the Celtics the most problems we're going to see like the lack of ball movement, the ISO game and we're going to like want to just bang our heads off a wall about it. If they don't move the ball against Miami, they're, they're dead. Cooked. They're cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get <laughs> That's a- funny. You and I were thinking the same thing. Neither one of us like just so the audience knows, it's not like we get together before. There is no pre-show. There's no pre. <laughs> the pre-show Literally, is we, don't say that because we're gonna yep, save it. <laughs> yeah, we save it. The pre-show is. Wait, hold on. Did you just start talking about something related to the Celtics? Stop. Yeah. Stop. So, hold on. But it's interesting right. that we both would think that. Is it just because uh, Miami has such a switchable defense that you um, say that, or is it because? you know that that's their tenants is, or is it more because bam is in the middle and you know that when there's a good, a good big in the middle that they tend to shy away from getting inside. Yes. You know, (laughs) yes to both (laughs) to everything. I I think they also have a tendency to get lazy sometimes and think, well, I can beat this guy. You know, I, I think rather than, their their trust isn't so yeah, they far go for on, the matchup and then they yeah. think that the matchup without right. doing anything still means you win the matchup. Right. Because yeah. like if I'm if I'm Jason Tatum and I've got let's say Tyler Hero on me, like yeah, I should make him work and I should make him pay. But if he's just brought the ball up or I've been holding the ball for the last five seconds, it's probably not the right shot. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah, like yeah. that click, that 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 kind of clock in their head, and and this is the why the Derek Whites of the world work is because they force them to kind of change their clock, their timing, you know. And so then when Derek's doing it, oh, okay, now I got half second. What do I do? Nope. Now I got to move it. Boom. Now I'm cutting. Like there's there's it it, it establishes those things, reminds them, but. When you switch, 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 switch. Oh, okay, now I got a guy on me, and oh, you know, I could just kind of go, and then right. I don't. I I think that the, I think just psychologically, it's kind of that's why I'm saying it's like the Milwaukee series. Milwaukee wants to lull you into taking threes, right? They want to lull you into they're gonna they're gonna overload around the perimeter on, on the rim, and the, especially early in the series, they're they were really putting a lot of pressure on the three point arc and the Celtics didn't know what to do they're like forcing threes or open now on the three it's like well that's not really what you want in out you want kickouts you want get them in rotation and they weren't getting them in rotation do you think do you think Derek White has earned more time in this series just based on the fact that he does those things like yeah I think so I think he'll have they're going to need him a lot that's what I think. Yeah. I, and I, I think, think so. Here's yeah. how they can keep the ball movement going. They saw that that small lineup does work. And the only reason they mm-hmm. didn't go back to it in game seven was because Grant started doing what he was supposed to do. But there was a really good chance that if that continued, that they were going to abandon Grant and Grant for the rest of that game. Not, you know, like it, not abandon him like you wouldn't see the floor, but essentially give up on him the rest of the game and, 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 uh, and just go for, go, go for Derek white almost exclusively. And I, yeah. And I, and I think that that's, 
that's where Ime gets so deserves so much credit because he does stick with things and they work out. They work out because they put the time in. I mean, that's part of this is like these players have earned what Ime has given them. You know, he has, they have deserved the trust that he's given them. So I'm all for giving credit to Ime for his decisions and, and sticking with guys and all that. But Grant Williams is the one in the gym working on his shot and slimming down and do it like, He's the same dude he was last year when he couldn't get out of it. He, he was fouling everybody and just a complete mess. But he spent that time this summer and he's earned that, you know, and that's that's yeah. why, like, I know Ime has deserves a lot of credit and I want to give it to him. But that's why I'm just so impressed with what the players, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Rob, like those guys have made the commitment that they have brought this team so far. And yes, you need a coach who puts that together and stitches it, but not enough credit, I think, goes to, to those players. Honestly, I'm, I'm just over the moon with those guys. It's, it's really impressive. Yeah. We talked a lot about last year and we're going to end on this. Cause I know we're, we're kind of getting there, but last year we talked about, you know, like Peyton Pritchard did awesome. You know, he got some playing time. And then to start this year, we had this like congested rotation. You know, we had some guys like Josh Richardson. And, you know, um, there was the whole conversation about, you know, does Danny Ainge deserve any credit once this team started, you know, turning around? It's like, of course he does because he drafted these players. And, and, uh, and, but the truth was, is all of a sudden, like players like Peyton Pritchard, even Grant Williams, like he looked good this season, but there was just a log jam and the whole rot- rotation and they couldn't quite. And then as soon as Brad just flipped Josh Richardson and traded away, uh, why can't I? Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder. That all of a sudden just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a role, a defined role. They had a, a certain piece or part that they play that's different than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And that right there, I think, to your point about the players that you're that you're proud of, it's these role guys just kind of going in and knowing their role and doing it well. And Emei's like, yeah, you know, I need a guy to space the floor to kind of set things up on the perimeter. And they're kind of figuring out Grant, so I'm going to go to Peyton Pritchard right now. And boy, does does that kid have the balls or what? That guy's Holy a game. Se- I I tweeted that. And I think he is a game seven player. Yeah, like honestly, like like you said, like Derek White didn't really have it. He wasn't playing great yesterday, but Pritchard, he was. He wanted that stage. Oh, he yeah. wanted to be out there. He wanted to fight for every loose ball. He did the rebounds. To- the rebounds. He's a great offense. Flying rebounder. in and yeah. grab, it's amazing. He's Smart. like he's already small <laughs> to begin with. And then he just comes, like you said, mm-hmm. flying in and he gets those rebounds. He's gritty. He's a, smart he's, and gritty. He's a guy you want on the floor in game seven. You can see why Danny Ainge was like, I want that yep. guy. Yep. And uh, I and I want to give Danny Ainge his flowers too, because look, and to, to what you were just saying. I'm so I was so over the this guy sucks routine. Oh, Grant Williams sucks. Peyton Pritchard sucks. What's Danny ever done? Blah, 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 blah. 
You know, yeah, like seriously, situation matters. What your players around you doing matter. Like those things don't happen in a vacuum. You need confidence. Pritchard was playing, especially earlier in the year, like he'd go, you know, a week or so between playing. You can't be a good shooter and like go a week between times on the floor. Like that just doesn't work. That's not, that's not, nobody could do that. Nobody could do their job. When you come back from vacation, are you ever like the best worker you've ever been? No, because you're like out of sync and figure out what the hell's going on and all that. Like, why do people think that's not the same? You're out of it. Like you, you say, well, it's a professional. Well, I'm a professional too. And when I go on vacation, I cu- I took one day off on Friday. I came back to work today and it was like a nightmare. Like nothing was working right. My email's <laughs> blowing up, you know, voicemails. Like uh-huh. it's the same deal for a shooter. Like you got to have reps. You got to have you be in the flow. You know, how many times do you see a game where, you know, that, that kind of like, James, the, the, the kind of Tatum situation, he holds the ball for five seconds and kind of shoots it. You never feel good about that shot going in, even if it is Jason Tatum. But the ball gets driven in, kick out, another secondary drive, kick out, and then Jason Tatum catches it. Tell me anybody on earth who you don't feel a thousand percent better that he's going to hit that shot, right? Like that's just, that's basketball. Like that's the flow of the game. If you don't have that going a week between playing, you can't. So those guys needed that flow. They needed to feel the good stuff, you know, feel the kind of the basketball gods blessing them a little bit. And, and they got over the hump, thankfully, you know, but it, it took some tough, tough times. And it took guys like Tatum and Brown and, and Smart and Rob Williams playing the right way consistently and setting that tone. And then everyone kind of molded into those, those pieces. Um, one thing we should talk about is Rob Williams. What sort of role Rob Williams has in this series. I think Rob Williams could be absolutely huge in this series. If he's healthy enough and he's not on the injury report any longer, no minutes restrictions on Rob Williams. Yeah. But hasn't played really a lot of minutes in about two months. So I don't know what you can expect from him. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough because he's just out of the flow. If he can find a way to get in the flow, like he had a great first quarter in game one. You know, if he can somehow get in the flow, he is the he is the the counterbalance to what what Bam Adebayo can do. He he can take the aerial game out of the out of the whole situation and and really minimize a lot of what Bam can do, you know, kind of above the rim, which is really important. Um, and also they have some non shooters out there. So they're going to need help go back to anyway. defending him the way yeah. Yeah. That the Bam will want to play. Bam, Bam will still space it out. So you need that help defender in this mm-hmm. series, like the athletic help defender that can I, still I think over. he can do it. I, I would bet. If he's healthy enough, and that's what we don't know, by game four, he will be he will be a rotation player playing twenty plus minutes a night. That's I my hope so. that's my that's my prediction. I hope so, because then it's just the next step is, you know, hopefully the finals and you want everybody healthy for the finals. Dallas, it also Golden it would State. also take a little bit of the responsibility off of Horford. 
and he's going like, to need let's it. rest him up. Yeah, exactly. He Not needs rest it him right up. now. He, yeah, he needs a little bit of a breather. He just basically took on Giannis for seven games. So yeah, he needs if if Rob Williams could play twenty minutes Monday night or Tuesday night in Game One, that would be a huge, huge, huge role. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be so important for these Celtics in trying to, to get, uh, you know, get a win in these first couple games in Miami. All right. Well, we're recording this on Monday. We'll probably squeak it out tonight, but you might not be listening to it until just before the game game you one, should. you should game should. one is less than 24 hours away for me and John. And so it's less than 24 hours for you as well. I hope you enjoyed the Milwaukee series. Uh, like Justin did that, like I, I was just going to say like I didn't, uh, but I am looking forward to this series. Uh, ironically, I'm going to be in Florida all week, just not Miami. I'll be in the Tampa area. So uh, it'll be, I'm probably going to watch the Tampa game Bay. Room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay. Oh, oh, stupid. Tom Brady. Yeah, that's anyway. horrible. It is. That's horrible. I just yeah. pretend that's, that's not real. It's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> he retired. He retired three years ago. I don't know if you knew that. It just it happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, after he won the Super Bowl, he retired. That this yeah. is this is an well. He retired this year too. So that's true. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. All right. Well, enjoy the series. I really hope we're going to the finals. And if I had to choose, I actually would want it against the Mavericks. Phoenix was my number one. And I know we talked about Golden State, but I'd love the Mavs. I'd love a little Donka and Tatum and, you know, those kinds of things, those kinds of matchups for the future, uh, I think is fun. And uh, I feel like we've been circling at Golden State Celtics. Yeah, since they were super young and they were beating them, they'd come into, come into Boston and, and they'd get beaten. It's like, remember that the one year that they had all the wins, we were one of their losses. Yeah, that's right. The first loss. Yeah, and their, the first and loss, loss. It was right, and then they went and lost again the next night in Minnesota. But we are, I think, I think that would be a, a really fun series. I think both of them be really fun. I think yeah. we're if it's if it's you know Dallas, you end up on the you know Tatum, Doncic, yeah, like it, this is like that's where the league is going. Type you know they're teeing that up. Um, yeah, Tatum, Donkey, 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 Jaw, Donkey. But I think to me, the kind of if, we're, if this is the settling family business, um, you know, playoff run, yeah, Golden State, the missing finals, you know, visit that we never got, that's the one that we want. And I yeah. feel good about because I feel like the Celtics play Golden State really, really well. Yeah, I think do. I think it's a good fit. So. It'll be a heck of a finals, that's for sure. sure All right, I let's hope jump. we get there. Let's hope we get. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely not counting my eggs. No uh, eggs counting, or right the here. chickens, or whatever before yes. they hatch. And I'm counting the eggs. We have the eggs. Some eggs the are chickens. good. Yeah, I don't know how many chickens. Protein. That's gonna do it for this week's show. But as a reminder, you can follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live. You can follow John at CSL underscore Duke. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. As always, a heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in and. We'd love a rating and a review and a share and a like.
Share. Be active on social media. Yeah. Tell us you love us. I've gotten some really cool Twitter feedback lately, too, including a Bucks fan who actually likes our show, which was mind a Giannis Bucks fan. Yep. Absolutely. Challenged us a little bit on the foul thing, but wow. I was like, I can't believe some, a Bucks fan is or a Giannis fan is listening to our show. And he I was know. Like, Give yourself some credit. You guys have great conversations on your show. Okay. Very flattering. I'm going to take that. I'm going to, you know, I can see why he's a Giannis fan. He's just like Giannis off the court. Very, <laughs> very nice. Smiling all very the time. Very nice. Cordial. No, Got seriously. Got the dad jokes. It's, no, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's no, it's, it's, it was, it was cool. It was not the response I was expecting. You know what Twitter's like. <laughs> so that was, it was, uh, it was a nice little like show up on my, on my Twitter feed for sure. <laughs> anyway. On behalf of Nick Gelso, my co-host, or I should say the CLNS founder, Nick Gelso, my co-host, John Duke, I'm Justin Poole, and thanks for listening to this episode of Celtic Stuff Live.